What's up, Brightsiders, Brightsidians, Brightside Swipers? I don't know. I'm just copying other people. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of what we do. But, yeah, I do talk about Mark Marin in here and his take on Marvel. And, you know, as a big old nerd, I certainly have some shocking comments. I'm on his side. Spoiler alert. Yeah, because that dude started this medium, which is the one I'm in. So I got mad respect, and I do like what he said. But you know what? I'm getting too into a topic that's already in the episode. You guys are just going to have to, like, listen to the whole thing and hear my thoughts other than what I just said. <coughs> yeah, sorry. Um, That's what smoking. We get you. Uh, coughing in this intro here. We'll see if this is what sticks. It really just depends on if I like what I have to say here or not. Don't ramble too much. Although I'm learning with these intros, like, and since I seem to like the sound of my own voice and what I have to say more and more each day, I guess that's really just becoming a great comedian and podcaster is um, really thinking highly of yourself. And it's not like I've not always thought I was pretty awesome, but, you know... It was just hard when I wasn't making enough money to survive. But that's where I was, guys. I do talk about my downward spiral a little bit in here. Not too much because, you know, I'm not really an oversharer in that capacity. But you want to talk about Swamp Thing? Yeah, I could do that for a while. But yeah, and um, sorry, folks, instead of making one of the greatest rock and roll albums of all time, I just kind of had to get my shit together. But don't worry, I didn't go to rehab. This is where the glass is always half full. So still drink, still smoke weed, uh, still like to talk about nonsense. The only difference is we're focusing a lot more on being obvious. You know, it would always be the bright side of one thing and a guest. And, you know, I'm trying to get more regular people in here that's so we're comfortable. Because, you know, not to be a dick, but not all guests were great. That's just the way that it is. And I'm not always great. So I like to be surrounded by people who can be great with me. So, yeah, Josh is going to be one of those people that we will be having on, hopefully, again, because this is a good episode. Um, again, spoiler alert, guys. But, yeah, and, uh, yeah, we talk about Chappelle. We talk about Mark Marin. We talk about the Jonas Brothers for, like, the first five minutes, who I clearly don't know. And guess what, guys? I didn't go and look up. Because it's just more fun not to know some things. And that's that's called growing up and realizing that you don't need to know everything. And you will never know everything. And who cares? Because who needs shit like physics? I don't know. But again, you know, I've been educated enough. And I wouldn't say that I don't need new information. I mean, there, there are important things that always change. I mean... Food or weed or beer, those things I like. There might be new information on those things or a new Bill Lawrence show or, you know, as I say, in things that are actually important, not like politics or religion or any of that bullshit. Yeah, I mean, there's a new season coming out of Legends of Tomorrow. And if you're not watching The Righteous Gemstones, you should be. We talk about that a little bit in here. But yeah. Uh, Danny McBride's new show on HBO, guys. He is one of the greatest. And I really should start reflecting on the fact that Danny McBride and Adam Carolla are my heroes. But at least I know I'm trash. So I watch It's Always Sunny, too. Because, you know, white trash TV shows just really speak to me and my cultural heritage. 
And um, it's really offensive to me when people make fun of rednecks. <laughs> See, I can't even say that with a straight face. I don't really give a shit what you think about my people or not. But yeah, mullets are cool. And Cougar Town is probably Bill Lawrence's best show. And I know that's shocking because I love me some scrubs too. But but guys, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where I went with that. Just watch more white trash television. So, this is the first of a new format-ish of Mrs. Brightside. And I hope to be having a little bit more fun and games with it. We'll see as it goes on and the more we have regulars. I might even have a couple people on at once, like for realsies. Not like some of the weird, you know, other than Brian and Barbara from Fanbase Press, who you guys have seen on other podcasts with me and I've been on theirs. That was like my really only like two people one that worked. But, uh, you know, we're going to... We're going to work in where I can give attention to more than one other person, hopefully. At least maybe even do some segments or something. Yeah, because I'd like this to be more fun, more radio-y format, more Corolla. But, yeah, I don't even know how long this has gone on. But I talked about a lot of things, and I'm going to try to make these a little bit longer because sometimes there's a few days between the episode and this, so there might be some updates. You know, one day I might actually fact-check uh, which Jonas brother is which and who married who and all that. But, you know, that's that's not important, at least not to my life. If you like the Jonas Brothers, that's your prerogative. I mean, as I say, they're, they're, they're pretty cool people. But, you know, I'm more of a Rob Thomas girl. Yeah, that's right, guys. So, can you help me? I'm bent. I'm so scared that I'll never get put back together. Yeah, that's right. Deep Cuts. Mad Season. My favorite of their albums. But enough about Matchbox 20. And on to the bright side of Chappelle's special, Marinard Marvel, and the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, with Josh Flora. Like Mrs. Brightside? Well, the PodCoin app pays you to listen to this podcast and every podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. Yes, that's very difficult to say. Just get the PodCoin app on iPhone or Android. It's free and super easy to use. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards and donate to charity. It literally is amazing. It turns your podcast listening into charity, or if you like, just get some Amazon or Starbucks gift cards. I don't judge. I use the PodCoin app to do all my podcast listening now, and I love it. Go get it on the App Store or Google Play today. Seriously, just get the PodCoin app and use invite code BRIGHTSIDE. You'll get 300 PodCoins just for signing up if you use my code. That's 300 PodCoins just for signing up if you use promo code BRIGHTSIDE. Go give the PodCoin app a try today. Psychology, turn your attention to me. Because I'm not just really I. I'm joking about I'll be a cry. It's just what I have to say. And I've got a master's degree. Now on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Yeah, Mrs. Brightside. Brightside, where the glass is always half full. It's your CBT on CBD. And yes, that's right. I'm back, bitches. I'm sorry I had to, like, get a new job selling weed to really start being able to have the time to uh, do this podcast weekly. But don't worry, guys. And I'm trying to find more regular people who will just listen to me talk about myself, you know, like Adam Carolla. 
But, um, you know, this isn't all about me talking about myself, but don't worry, guys, there will be more of that. But I'm not just talking to a void. There is another person here who's looking at me and wondering why I'm still going on and on about myself when they're in the room, because that is rude. Introduce yourself. I am Josh Floorhog. I'm totally okay with people talking yeah. about themselves. More <laughs> people should talk about themselves. Exactly. I mean, I feel like most people do. It's just a lot of people don't own that about them, like me and Adam. Because we're only 14s on the narcissism scale. People passively talk about themselves. <laughs> they ask how people are doing just so they can be like, oh, and then me? I'm doing blah, blah, blah. I'm so glad you said it, because that really is it. Like, my, fr I have a friend who loves me because, like, I won't just do crap like that. I'll just be more honest or, like, interested. Or somebody's like, yeah, why does he work for the work with the Jonas Brothers all the time? I'm like, I don't know. I'll ask him. I don't care. Like, that's the beauty people need to know. If I care about something, I will legitimately ask. If I don't, I won't. I want to know more about this Jonas Brothers thing, because I want to hang out <laughs> with the Jonas, Jonas Brothers. Brothers. They I'll live to party. If yeah. I learned anything from the theme song to their Disney show. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I've, I've met uh, the one that was on American Horror, or no, no, Scream Queens. It was another Ryan Murphy show, but it's easy to mix those up. They have the same people in them. But yeah, it's like um, that one, he was at Granville uh, once, and then uh, another one I saw for free at some random concert, Ooh. and then... Yeah, but I really don't even know the difference of which you're. I do, like, or else I would have been put. Cool. I was like, yeah, because I was like, wait, you're asking this question. I'm like, yeah, they were pretty cool. The two I met, and then, um, but I was like, I, I don't, I know it's that. I think it was the two that just got married. Like, because I know my friend who works, he's their PR guy. I know there's he, Nick and Joe. Yeah, I think I, it was those two. Because I was like, what? Someone's mom named their kid Joe Jonas. <laughs> that's a, that's an odd names mom. Yeah. It's like, ah, we could do Joe. Yeah, Joe. Joe Jonas. <laughs> but, you know, I think it is a good, like, you know, off the tongue. You know, like yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. Like, that was a great yes. name, too. I have a friend named no. Tommy Thompson. Oh, yeah. That's pretty Thomas good Thompson. I, I knew a Thomas Thompson, yeah. Oh. Too. Yeah. But he just went by Thomas. But Tommy Thompson sounds better. Tommy Thompson does sound better. Yeah. Hey, Tommy Thompson. Not listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Or Thomas Thompson. Also, probably not listening to this. Um... But, yeah, so, yeah, that guy does PR for the Jonas Brothers. He went to uh, the wedding that was in Vegas. Because, again, I still don't know who's married to who either. I know one of them married the chick from Game of Thrones. What? That was not a good phoenix. And then the other, Sophie Turner is at least her name. I know that because those bad X-Men movies. But, um, and then Priyanka Chopra, the other one, married. And I think that was the American Horror Story one. Okay. Yeah, guys, you should, you know, tweet me if you want to correct me on which of the Jonas Brothers. And I could easily look this up right now, but, you know, I'm going to be like a regular person, just be like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to educate myself. Yeah, you don't need to know everything about the Jonas Brothers. Nope, I really don't. I thought you go on a wheel looking stuff up and then you know too many, and then you feel like you know too many random facts about things. Yeah, I know, because I'm the person that does that. I know this is funny, but I'm like, oh, because I clearly don't care about the Jonas Brothers that much. But like most stuff, if I'm watching something on TV, I'll be like, oh my god, who is that person? I recognize them from this. Yep, that's right, I recognize them from that, and they were in this, and this, and this, and oh, they're from Texas too? Uh, and then you just go into this internet downward spiral. Now you're in a wheel. And now yep. you're looking up weird stuff at 3 a.m. Oh, I know. And, you know, you must be lonely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, Matchbox 20. I'm glad that you... that I See, I like to slip things in there so I can judge people because I judge people by the fact that they think that Rob Thomas is one of the greatest of artists of all time or not. Um, Rob Thomas is, said as one person, he was in the band Matchbox 20, he yeah. did that solo project with Santana. And then he, one of the greatest <laughs> rock songs of all time. And then he's also written a bunch of great TV. <laughs> yeah, two different people, but... The same Rob, person. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chad Zombie. They yeah. really, they really pushed the Rob Thomas thing. Yeah, that was really funny. On, when like, they had him perform at the end of season two, I believe. Yeah, because I know because I haven't watched all of I Zombie. That's one of those shows I need to catch up on when I need something a longer. And but I remembered watching that episode because I do love Rob Thomas so much and making fun of himself, like because on uh, it's always sunny. He shows up in an episode yes. too, like. And see, this is the thing, people. Matchbox 20, a lot of people dismiss as being chick rock or a lame band. But you know what's lame? People who don't like Matchbox 20 and don't know how awesome Rob Thomas is. Like my mom, who doesn't know I'm doing a podcast for some reason. Mom doesn't, my mom also... I know. I don't my like, mom doesn't do a podcast. I just sent her text message podcast. Oh. But yeah, okay, mom. And now your mom's you... like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Sometimes, but not like usually it's sarcastically. Oh. <laughs> my sister's in medical school. My mom doesn't care. She has one super successful kid. She's like, the other two can do whatever they want. See, I should have been the one that went to medical school or law school, but I had too much of my dad in me to be a successful human being, apparently, in anything other than entertainment. Uh. That's what my mom says. Um, I was her hope. My brother, you know, strangely is, has at least a more normal job. Yeah. Everything's a more normal job mm-hmm. than the weird stuff. True. He does manage a spirit Halloween shop. Ooh. Because, you know, he worked for Spencer's. And before that, he worked for Brookstone. So he sells dildos and I sell weed. The fact that our dad is a strip club DJ, we at least make her somewhat proud, I guess. Yeah, we could have like, been worse. She's like, you guys are doing it. Yeah, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. I feel like parents are proud as long as you don't, like, call them for money. <laughs> well, then that must be why. <laughs> as long as you're like, I'm doing it. They're like, yes. Yeah, but it's like, oh, that makes sense why she's not proud of me. Although she does say so, but just only only a twinge of sarcasm. But yeah, Matchbox 20, one of the greatest bands of all time. I, I, I have to say that. Like, see, Pandora knows me so well. Like, I'll, I'm starting to think that my mutant powers are, uh, you know, beginning to develop because... I have been able to control Pandora with my mind. Like, the other day I was like, hey, I wish it would play Wayward Son by Kansas. Came on. Boom. Later in the evening, I really would like to hear some Rob Zombie. Dragula. Whoa. And then almost every other couple of songs, it just plays Matchbox 20. No matter what... This channel I'm in, it will play Matchbox 20. It's like she needs to probably hear this. Yeah, it just knows. <laughs> but yeah, do you have any mystical powers? I was like, I should ask some questions. Do I have any mystical <laughs> powers? I don't think I do. I wish I was able to, like, guess stuff good. No? No. Nope. Not a lot of random facts, like that Matchbox 20 song lyric throughout. Yeah. I know a bunch that of that. That's pretty good. That's, yeah. that's the whole thing, is I know a lot of that stuff instead of uh, medical school stuff. Yeah, well... That's what I'm good at, is, like, trivia. Oh, yeah, me too. It's like, oh, man. It's like, this will never make me money, but I could probably win a $25 gift card to a Chili's on Wednesday. 
where is this gift card? I love chilies, and we could be partners and then win this trivia contest. Is this a real thing? Because I also have that useless skill. I don't know about here in L.A., but in Minnesota, every bar... Oh yeah, the I the, I was thinking the other day about the longest job I've ever held, and that it was being American Honey Shot Girl for two years. Um, and I was like, the bar that was that was down the street from my apartment, which was great because like I lived in the bar district in Dallas, like the Ooh. good one uptown, not like the scuzzy one. I lived in the better one. Yeah, guys, not yeah. the gross one. Yeah, like I just want to be clear, and not the gay one, although that one was more fun. But, like, um, so, yeah, it was called the Nodding Donkey, and I think it's still there. It's a pretty cool, like, half indoor, half outdoor thing they got. They're really into that in Texas. Like, yeah. patios. Same thing with Phoenix, where, like, yeah. there's no distinct door. Yeah, it, like, had, like, a thing you pull over. Because it was a cool, like, country bar theme. Yeah. But, like, they, uh, when they did trivia night, we would do American Honey Shots there, which was great because I could just walk home because I just lived two blocks away. That's the best to have a bar you yeah. can walk home from. I lived above another bar. That Ooh. was great. The best. Because it was like a farm-to-table restaurant, Ooh. and they had a great brunch, but also they had a delicious scotch and draft beer menu, which are the only two things that matter. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. No. no, I'm not saying that other drinks don't matter. They just don't matter as much, people. That's true. You know, it's just like certain people versus others. Like, you know, sorry, people like Tom Hanks are just better than us, guys. It's true. Like, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is better than most people. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, a, there's yeah. a very short list. If you think you're better than Tom Hanks, you're probably not a good person. Exactly. And also not better than Tom Hanks. No. Because I don't think he thinks he's better than anybody, and that's his charm. Yeah, and that really is the key. I mean, because that's probably why I'm not uh, as good a person as some, because I think I'm better than a lot of people. Yeah, you're not a bosom buddy. Yeah, I'm not. Although, I have pretty big boobs. Are they fake? Um, and are you? do you have them just so you can live in an apartment? No. That was that always, the key behind yeah, the show? Yeah. Is they like, have to be women to get this cheap rent? Yes. Like, because I know that, like, at some point in a period of time before we were born, that that was a thing in some places, like New York, I think. But, yeah, I remember Bosom Buddies, that they had to live and dress like women to get cheaper rent. And you're like, that was it. That was weird. And they, that show lasted. Yeah. Well, because when you think about stuff, like, that you're like, how did that exist? And then you watch it, and you're like, okay. And, and you think about the times, you're like, that that was, I mean, Tom Hanks is likable. It was a decent show, comparatively. But then I look at other stuff, like, because Adam Carolla loves to bring up the Partridge family. And he's like, the Partridge family was actually good. And it was only partially because he was in love with Keith Partridge. But it's played by the late David Cassidy, whose daughter, Katie Cassidy, is the Black Canary, or was the Black Canary. <laughs> Didn't he just pass away? Yeah, like just a few years ago. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't seem like that was that long. When you're like late, I'm like, what, he died? And I'm like, oh, he just died. Yeah, I know, it's weird. And then you think of like, Heath Ledger's been dead for like 10 years. And you're like, That's, That's a weird one, when yeah. like that time frame, when you're like, that has been 10 years? I yeah. feel like that was six weeks ago. Yeah, uh, yeah I think it was just... Just a few years ago when I was seeing The Dark Knight and what a great film that's going to be and how this year we're going to get to see another great Joker on screen played by one of my favorite actors, Joaquin Phoenix, and directed by one of my favorite directors. And I don't care that I sound like a fucking bro for saying it, Todd Phillips. You know what? It is going to be a great movie. Thank you for saying that. I'm super into it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I thought since the beginning. And great, like, they have Mark Maron in it. Yeah. Yeah. 
De Niro's in it. Yeah, De Niro's in it because it's very much King of Comedy. And it's very the... much a Scorsese movie yeah. with characters you know, which was at least the first two seasons of Gotham, where they're like, we're just going to make a crime drum. And now a word from our sponsors. Mrs. Brightside is brought to you by Pink Honey Collective the leading self-care brand in the CBD industry with a mission to provide high-quality CBD goodies for all of the busy bees who believe in holistic healing. You can grab your bath, beauty, and wellness products for you and your pet at www.pinkhoneycbd.com and get 20% off with code BRIGHTSIDE. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pink Honey CBD and Pink Honey Collective. That's promo code BRIGHTSIDE, one word, at pinkhoneycbd.com. Okay, there was a weird noise for a second. Um, I think it was a ghost, but yeah, you were saying about the Joker. I love hearing Joker praise, so I'm like... Oh. Yeah, no, I am <laughs> super into this movie. Um, I think it'll make people forget about Jared Leto. Yeah, which is what we all want to do, is forget about Jared Leto I've never all. watched a movie... Where a character gave me so much anxiety. I've never watched a movie. Wait, never mind. That's every movie I've seen Jared Leto. I was going to say, where I wanted to punch someone in the face that much. And I'm like, no, no, no. My favorite movies are American Psycho and Fight Club and other things where Jared Leto gets his face smashed in. You know what, Jared Leto I hate is Jared Leto. fantastic in American Psycho. He is a good actor, he but I just hate him a as a rich guy leader. that you shouldn't like. Yeah. Which, you know what? If you yeah. hate Jared Leto, you should watch that because you'd be like, Oh, cool. He yeah. gets it at the end. Yeah. Or in the middle. Oh, yeah. you decide it happens in yeah, a fictitious yeah. world. Yeah. But it's one of those things that that's the best part of that movie. And there's a lot of good stuff in that movie. Like, um, and then in Fight Club, when he's getting his face bashed in, best part, again, of a movie with a lot of good parts he to it. dies, now that I think about it, in just about every film he's in. Except he, Urban Legend. That's what pisses me off. It's like you're going to kill Rosenbaum and you're going to let him live. Oh, yeah, he did get to live in the Yeah, I was Urban pissed. Like, and I like that movie, but that's really my complaint about it. It's like there's a reason that the, the franchise didn't work like with Scream. You know, you didn't kill Jared Leto. And then they created that sequel that was super bad. Yeah, like it was okay, but I was like it wasn't, you know, it's not Scream 2 good. Scream 2 is like one of the best horror movies. I don't mind Scream 2. I, I love Scream 2. I liked uh, Scream 3 a little bit. Oh, yeah, Scream 3. Oh, see, I've made a lot of points that I even wrote down to talk about, and then we'll come back to all of them. But, yeah, as we're on the Scream topic, since this was my favorite thing I did this week. But, yeah. You want to talk the Screams this week? No. Um, oh, I, I, like, I, good I, for you. I tweeted a poll, I, but I will, because I'm like, that does sound like a good idea. I've seen the first one very recently. But I need to watch two and three. Because three I haven't seen in a while. Two I watch at least once a year because Timothy Oliphant is the killer. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, before I re- reveal the results of my poll that I took on Twitter, um, you know, scientifically, which of the male ghost face killers would you rather have sex with? So you got Billy and Stu from the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Mickey in the second one. And then Roman, Scott Foley in the third one. I'm still going to go with the first one. You're going to go with Billy or Stu? Billy. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, that's what's funny is, like, no one voted for Stu, though. I probably, I mean, Scott Foley's really hot, like, so I'd probably definitely go Mickey, Roman, 
but I think I would probably pick Stu over Billy. Now, because in that time, Skeet Ulrich is way hotter now, especially in that... Yeah, because my decision was just off yeah. of them as the character. Yeah, exactly. Because they all died right then as the character. They don't get to get older and hotter. No, yeah. They're dead. Exactly. That's why I'm like, no, Billy would probably be less, because like Matthew Lillard, to me, was cute at that time. But now, like, he's still pretty hot, but Skeet Ulrich is hotter now. Ooh, you asked... Definitely just brought up a huge thing. I am oh, yeah. weirdly a giant Matthew Lillard fan. Oh, I love it. I don't feel like Matthew Lillard got it's... the break he deserved in this fucking town. No. I feel but... like Matthew Lillard is a national treasure, and I feel like him being a sidekick to everybody, including a cartoon dog, is blasphemy. <laughs> I like Matthew that you have Lillard... strong feel- feelings about Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard needs his shots, yeah. Marvel. Dude, SLC Punk is a great oh, film. SLC. He is so good in that movie. Like, I legit cried in that movie, and I cried for very little things. Like, also Guardians young, 2 and one of the uh, other Jason things. Also, Siegel in yeah. that movie. Yeah, I know. He was so cute. Uh, like, he's like, I want to save trees, man. <laughs> and he's he, like, was, he was the person I was in high school, where I was awkward, and I still wore polo shirts, <laughs> but I still listened to punk music, but I didn't fit in with them. I didn't fit in with the people that I dressed like. And I was a cheerleader, so I was like, oh, I see myself in this guy, because this guy uh, sucks in both worlds. Yeah, I was definitely Matthew Lillard's character, which is why okay. I liked it. Because, yeah. like, I was really into punk music in high school, but it was one of those things that a lot of my friends did die. Like, you know, because I was into drugs, you know, as one does when you grow up in East Texas. You okay. Know, you said you grew up in Phoenix? I grew up in Phoenix. So, you know, bigger city, but same drug problem. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah y'all are meth. Methods yeah, they cool. did have a lot of meth. I did yeah. not fall into meth, weirdly enough, from the high school that had a lot of meth. Yeah, see, I didn't really like meth. Uh, I'm definitely, because I'm still a pothead. You know, marijuana is great. Everyone should, or not everyone. It's not really for everyone. But, you know, it's, at least try it. Medically, it kind of yeah. is now. In a yeah. weird way, like with CBD and everything, because it still yeah, falls true. in the category. In the category, yeah. So it is kind of for everyone. Yeah, I believe we should be legal for everybody. I fell into it after I moved here a year ago. Oh. Because I have stomach problems. And I was, my mom was like, hey, you probably, because mom's a nurse, she's like, you should mm-hmm. not take Vicodin. So I just take yeah, a Vicodin's ton of, bad. I take a ton of Advil. Yeah. And then I also have liver problems, so that was bad for that. That, yeah. And then I moved here, like, right after I found out about my problems. And then, like, my doctor in Minnesota is like, you're moving to California. I can't tell you you should do it here because of the Minnesota licensed doctor but they are doing things over there and then now it's been super helpful yeah um i was saying i smoke weed every day we can probably smoke some weed now i can promote the brand i work for and if you need your say if you own a dispensary in the state of california you can contact me and we can get this product in your store um i'm gonna go get that uh yeah would you like to smoke a joint i am okay because i have to go to flappers and i have a bunch of shit Oh, yeah. Only like, because I'm using it to just do new stuff. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. I know I keep forgetting that I'm at Flappers next Friday. Um, since this won't come out till Tuesday, um, we'll do dates at the... Or you can mention dates now if you want. Or yeah. we'll do it again. We'll do whatever. Yeah, cool. Because I was like, all right, we're still on Scream. I had to reveal the poll results because we were talking about where we're from. Uh, SLC Punk. Again, if you haven't seen that movie, guys, it is great. You the, should, but back to yeah. what we were talking yeah. about before, don't watch the sequel. Yeah. Oh, there was a sequel? There was a sequel. I didn't even you know. You should watch that, garbage. Oh, man. Is it like... 
Because is it delightful garbage like American Psycho 2? Like, like there nope. are certain like really bad sequels to movies like, no, yes, back in the day that are It is like funny. American Psycho 2, where it, it just references the character from the first book. What had happened is, if you remember, Harold and Bob had sex one time. Yeah. He has a kid! His kid is a goth, but like a sucky goth. Oh my god. And they go on a road trip to go see a concert. I remember I was like, oh, I'm only sitting through this so I can talk about it oh. in my life. It's like whenever I went to 50, uh, see Fifty Shades of Grey, like the sequel or whatever with some friends, and I just live tweeted it the whole time, and they thought I was a jackass. I'm like, I didn't know you were going to take this seriously. Yeah, That's but at least fault. there was source material yeah. for the sequels. This movie was just like, hey, I bet some people would watch this. And then after they made it, they're like, nobody's going to watch this. Garbage. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, Punk's Dead, SLC Punk 2, came out in 2016, apparently. Oh, man, I must have watched it when it first came out, because I watched yeah, it at least three years ago. Machine Gun Kelly was in it. He was delightful as, uh, Tommy Lee in The Dirt. Played a great Tommy Lee. Yeah, the Dirt. I'm so glad you've seen that. One of the best movies this year, if not the best. The Dirt was great. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I love Motley Crue in, like, a so awesomely bad way. That's why I was like... I've read The Dirt, yeah. so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nikki Six is awesome. Like, and that's the thing is, I've got to get a McMars pop, everybody. Like, I know that those are out now, and I really need the McMars because he's the best character in the movie. Yes. Yeah. He's played by what looks like um, Jeremy Renner's stunt double. Yeah, but that guy was. I was like, like this guy's definitely done stunt for Jeremy. <laughs> it's like he's a good actor, but he was oh, not he really was bad in humans. Yep, he was. God, what was he? Uh, I didn't watch Inhumans. Devin saw what was in SLC Punk. Yeah, he was. He was the guy who was on acid on the fire hydrant. <laughs> that's funny. But the now I have to see this because I love Devin. And see, that's that's what I want to get into um, in a minute. Let's remember Devin Sawa because like, I, I feel like I should finish up this Scream conversation. because. Um, yeah, who people want to fuck in Scream? Yeah. Like, because I want to reel the poll results and why this was my first thought one morning and then I texted it to my mother and then she's like, why is this your first thought in the morning? And I explained it. But, you know, Billy was 25%. As I said, no one voted for Stu. 50% went to Mickey. Um, and one of those wasn't me. It doesn't allow me to vote on my um, own poll. So I just want you guys to know that. And Roman at 25%. Not enough people voted like a regular election. So you're like, yeah. whatever. And I was ashamed of the internet. But the reason that this thought occurred to me was I, you know, went through my yearly rewatch of Eastbound and Down, and um, I was, like, laughing about Kenny Powers calling the prostitute and ordering and saying, could I do you from behind in the screen mask? And then it prompted me to think of, yeah, any of those male ghost face killers, I'd probably be fine with that. And then I was like, who's the hottest? You know? And, and that's I'm how like, yeah, start. that's how it happens. Speaking Stone, of Eastbound, have you watched, uh, what is it, Righteous Jewels? Oh, Righteous Gemstones? Righteous Gemstones. Oh my book. god, yes. Everyone, if you do not have HBO Go right now, get it. If this show is so, it's not Eastbound and Down, but it is dark and it is funny. Like It's almost Eastbound yeah. and Down. Yeah, it's, it, it is a little bit closer than, say, Vice Principals was. Yeah. I loved Vice <laughs> Principals, though. I actually just recently rewatched all of that. And then, because, yeah, I love Walton Goggins, and so I'm glad he's involved with Gemstones as well. Yep. Have you been watching it? Gemstones? Yeah. Of course. Okay, good. Yeah, because I'm like, I love Keith, the Satanist character. Yes. And I'm so happy for this week that he's going to be the feature. Oh, is, is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, good. That's tonight. Oh, 
Cause see, what's weird is the the new the episode for this week was on earlier. Oh, was like, it? Yeah, cause like um the Walton's first episode was that. I mean, have you seen that yet? What? Um, where Baby Billy is in? Cause yeah, it's weird. They had um, no, I'll pull it up on here. Cause I thought it was weird. I thought it, it was weird that it wasn't on here till it was on here Friday. I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, but yeah, it's on HBO Go now, and it wasn't. I didn't think it was supposed to come on until tonight, but yeah, they already have the uh, third episode on there. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, yeah, because I watched it, and I was like, oh, wait. So yeah, because Keith will be in the, the next one. Okay. But I don't know if we're getting it tonight or later. I hate when they do confusing things, because I was just excited when I went on there and saw that there was one. Yes. So. Righteous Gemstones, guys. That's a great Get show. into it. I love my Apple TV. I just hate this remote. Probably use my phone. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely watch that show. It's great. Because, um, Skyler, what's his last name? He is Danny's son, Gideon. Like, yes. yeah, he's great. Like, because I love <laughs> I Santa Clarita Diet. I love that his kids hate him. Yeah. Because, I know, it was so terrible. Like, one of my favorite parts of the pilot was, like, Whenever he's kissing him, like, to sleep, and the other one wakes up, faggot. Like, yeah. And you're like, oh my god. Like, and he's like, hey, don't say that. I have gay friends. Like, like it's not okay. And it was like, so it's he's a little bit more mature than, than Kenny Powers in a way, but, like, but not, not really. really. Yeah. Like, like that's what's funny, is you're like, okay, like, he's trying to teach a lesson, but he's still that. Yeah. yeah, and then the video comes out with him doing oh, yeah, and tits. Which is funny. Which is what all pastors are really doing. Yeah. I know, because it's like growing up where we do. You see a lot of that. That's why, And that's what I like about Danny and, and, and why I like all of the stuff he does is because I'm from the South. And so all of that appeals to me in a way of, from, from love and, you know, not acceptance and things like that. Like, you have a lot of stuff tied to it. And so I do see why if you didn't grow up like that, you aren't, you aren't going to relate to this. And that's why I like that he talks about why he likes TV and the niche, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that is there. Because that's great. And that's, say, why I like Cougar Town and Married with Children over some other shows. I'm like, white trash is who I am. <laughs> like, I like this white trash brand that they're putting on TV. Yeah. Like, it's always sunny. I know. Yeah, exactly. Another thing I enjoy. It's like, they're trash. And I relate. <laughs> Do you watch The Orville? I don't watch The Orville. My roommates love The Orville. I yeah. haven't watched it. It's the best sci-fi show on television, but I will say it doesn't really hit that point till like, the second season. But, yeah, when they really transition. And Seth talked about it. He's like, yeah, that's when I finally realized what it was and what we were doing. And it comes off, but there was there's a really funny bit. Like, I, you love Scott Grimes, you know, yeah. Greg Dad. Yeah, like, his character, Gordon, is the best. And there's this nice moment of them taking... Um, one of the girls that they work with back to her home planet, and he, they're just in the ship, him and Seth, and her, and, and it's beautiful, and he's like, God, just coming to a place like this really, you know, makes me think, I'm trash, my family's <laughs> trash, and Seth just looks at him like, oh God, like, he's like ruining this nice moment, but I'm like, that's me, I feel, I feel I hurt. think everybody realizes yeah. it when they go to something really nice, they're like, Oh, I'm garbage. <laughs> yep. And you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. You know what? Garbage is cool, you guys. It is cool. Oscar the Grouch, 
Gratch was cool. I feel like everybody was kind of garbage on that show. Nobody was cool. No, 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 Count, Ch- uh, Count Chocula. Count. I was about to call him Count Chocula. I was like, no, he was the Count. At least I corrected myself. Count um, Chocula was cooler. Yeah, Count Chocula now that we're was just bringing cooler. It up. Now that, that we mentioned it, like he was way cooler than the Count. Like, yeah. You know, he had cereal. He didn't just just name you know things and number them. Tom like, how to count. Yeah. Whatever. I already knew how to count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everybody yeah. knew by the time that... Yeah, by yeah. the time you were watching Sesame Street, one would think that you knew your numbers. You got it to ten. And then I'm like, one of my favorite bits on Family Guy is that moment with... Uh, it's because it's in one of the early episodes, like first season, is like, you know, homicide life on Sesame Street... And, like, Bert and Ernie are, like, in the bed together. And then uh, Bert's getting out of the bed. He's like, ah, someone blew his head off down at the papers or whatever. He's like, uh, uh, Bert, you're shouting again, Bert. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't eat cookies in the damn bed. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't drink so much, Bert. <laughs> they really went for it in the first couple seasons. I feel oh, like yeah. they had to water it down to come back. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and it was it's still good. And, and, like, I feel like those first couple of seasons back, like... It was a little rocky, but once they were just like, nah, fuck it. We know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just we just want it to be horrible, and that's what we're here for. And like, then I think Fox was cool with it by that time. Yeah. They're like, all right, let's do it. We got to compete with South Park. Yeah, it's making enough money, because that's really where everything comes down to. In the beginning, Family Guy was great, but it didn't really make money, because a lot of you little fuckers weren't allowed to watch it like I was. Um I never was censored on anything I could watch as a kid. Yeah, see, me neither. I watched, like, the first couple seasons of South Park in their first run when I was, like, 9 and 10. I remember when South Park premiered. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my mom got yelled at in a grocery store (laughs) by one of my friends' mom. Because my mom would just buy us rated R movie tickets when we were kids. Because she was like, I don't care. If if these kids come over and you tell me that your parents are cool, I'm not going to question you. Yeah. And my mom... We were in sixth grade. She bought us tickets to go see basketball. Oh, yeah. That was great. I saw that in the theater, too, with my dad. Yeah. And then my mom got yelled at by one of my friends' mom, who was like, I found out what that movie was about. She goes, oh, yeah, the movie looks terrible. Yeah. She's like, well, the kids loved it. She's like, did you know there's nudity in it? My mom's like, yeah. Yeah. Very aware. Yeah. I also monitored the shit my kid was watching. I just didn't care. Also, I raised smart enough kids. See, that's a good mom. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We were allowed to watch anything forever. Because I remember part of, you know, when my parents were still together, like the early few years was like my mom yelling at my dad for letting me watch The Doors and A Clockwork Orange as a baby. And I'm like, I turned out all right. The Doors wasn't bad. I can see A Clockwork Orange being kind of... Yeah. Risky. Well, she, the scene she walked in on was Jim Morrison getting a blowjob in the elevator. Oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Hey, I gotta pee really quick. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Pause it. And now, a word from our sponsors. Mrs. Brightside is brought to you by Good Beer. It's good. Okay, I was like, we're coming back. Like, I, I should have had it recording when we were sharing lovely memories of Alice Cooper. Because as many times I've said on this podcast, and even sometimes with this phone, my dad was obsessed with him. So, like, Alice Cooper was almost like a member of the family. And we've met him. I probably should tell him my dad's dead. He would care. He was his number one fan. But, yeah, he even, once when our dad couldn't go to a concert in Dallas, he sent him a video. Oh, like, that's cool. It was, like, nice. But, yeah, you were talking about the, because yeah. I knew he did the Haunted House, but I didn't know he, he did the Christmas. He does thing. the Haunted House in Phoenix, yeah. and then he also does an equal-sized yeah. Christmas, yeah. like, house party thing with, like, 
bread pudding, and then it's in Phoenix, so he has a big fake snow machine for the kids, and, like, he brings in, like, Santas at every corner, so it's not just one big giant Santa line. Everybody can get a chance to meet Santa and things like that. Just a super cool guy. Yeah, he, he's one of the greatest. He's one of those people that it's like, he, he's the showman, he does this character, <clears throat> but he golfed with John McCain, and, you know, is this just every man? And because I remember one of my favorite Anthony Bourdain episodes was when he... You know, goes to Cooperstown, Alice's restaurant in Phoenix, which I've been to. It's pretty awesome. Like, all the rock memorabilia, everything. He goes there and talks to Alice. You know, Alice Cooper is a Republican, not a Trump Republican. You know, more like, the you know, the good old days. Yeah. But it's one of... And then Ted Nugent later, you know, Anthony goes to his uh, ranch in Texas. And Ted Nugent is also one of those people that it's like... So when you meet him or really listen to him talk... He's kind of a cool guy, and much like Alice Cooper, because he teaches a camp for kids every year about teaching kids survivalist skills, like like bow hunting and yeah. things like that. Like, and he's like, he's more of a conservative, yeah, a conservative, not conservative, but conservatist, I guess. Yeah, as far as like animal and nature preservation, and yeah, things he believes like that. in using everything. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing, more Native American. Yeah, as far as like animal and stuff goes. Yeah, yeah. And, and that to me is, I'm like, look, you know, politics aside, people like you've got to be a little bit more understanding of who people are as a whole. And I would consider, and, and and that was what Anthony Bourdain did. And we were already in this unrest in our country, but losing someone like him who did bring people together like that and, and treat them with respect, it is good to see that, you know, I'm seeing more people come up now like Mark Duplass or, you know, um, Adam Carolla, of course, always. And then uh, Mark Marin too, was talking on his podcast about, you know, being out in Texas and doing some shows and people like Chuck Woolery or whatever coming into his shows and, yeah. and treating him with respect, even when what he's saying is like, and he's like, you know, we need more of that. That guy was nice. He was great. Like, and, Yeah, and he doesn't agree yeah. with the views, but yeah. he enjoys it coming from a place of knowledge, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just what I'll say is that, you know, we, we've got to come together in this country a little bit more and understand that things like politics and religion, we can just not talk about them sometimes and get along with people just because they're cool people. Like whether it be Alice Cooper or, you know, Mark Marin. And, you know, Mark Marin, somebody who said some things recently about stuff that I like. But I don't oh. really give a fuck. Oh, he yeah. said things about stuff I love. And yeah. I'm totally exactly. fine with it. Because he said it and it made me... It makes you think, even if you don't agree with it, you respect <clears throat> what he's saying. It makes me kind of regret all the Spider-Man stuff I was researching. Because I was so <laughs> mad about Spider-Man. And the like, Sony breakup. And the Sony breakup. And then Sony kind of pulling Spider-Man from the MCU. And then Mary came out kind of in that time where I was like, this is bullshit, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And then he came out and basically said, stop treating Marvel movies like a religion. Yeah. And I was Which like, is, you know what? You're yeah. right. The only reason I love Marvel movies is because I was an eight-year-old who loved Spider-Man. And I, sh- in my 30s, shouldn't treat it like it's gospel. It's all owned by networks, and who cares? They're not making... I try to think about that, too, because, like... Again, with the MCU and people getting mad about stuff, it's like these movies and the source material are not made for you. Yeah, and and that's sadly into what I was thinking about last night as I was thinking about my childhood and growing up and my favorite toys were Swamp Thing and Ghostbusters. And, oh, I had a Swamp Thing action figure. Oh, my God. The Swamp Thing, because they were all from the cartoon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they weren't from the yeah. actual movie at all. Weed killer. Yeah. yeah, and then now, have you seen the new TV series? Um, I have a DC password. My friend has it. And I need to spend, because that's the whole thing. Yeah, is, I wanted to spend a weekend yeah. 
watching Swamp Thing, yeah. and I do want to watch... Um, Doom Patrol is so great. Doom Patrol, oh, yeah. I want to watch Titans. Yeah, I haven't watched Titans yet. I need okay. to because I canceled my subscriptions. I only have a couple days left. Yeah. But yeah, because I was pissed when they canceled Swamp Thing. But it was too expensive. Yeah. That's what yeah. the whole... They got like six episodes in, right? And they're like, we can't make yeah. this. We don't... We're out of money. Yeah. Because, yeah, it wound up only being 10, even though it was supposed to be 13. But, yeah, it's great. And, and that was sort of what I was thinking, is I'm like, oh, and now there's a new Ghostbusters. And I'm like, oh, these things or like, you know, Constantine being on Legends and kind of mm-hmm. me being helped for that. I love talking about that, guys. Yes. Yeah. It was all me. Um, not all me, but, but, you know, other people helped. <laughs> I guess. Matt Ryan. Oh, um, we'll involve people. Oh, people who actually did stuff <laughs> instead of just talking on the internet. But, um... Talking yeah. on the internet gets shit made. Um, yeah. At I was told by time. the writers in the writer's room of Legends to keep saying it on my show. And yeah. I did. And, and it happened. But see, these are things... I at least know that's a narcissistic thought, guys. Even though part of it is true. But when I think about all these things that are happening that, you know, we do feel attachments to because of our childhood. And we're like... So, I'm like, no wonder millennials are so narcissistic. We really are catered to... To a degree. It's oh. like everything is about us to a degree, but in like but we have to understand that it's not really about us. It's about money. Everything is about money. That's and then we what will it's pay really for about. that crap. Yeah. I mean I signed up for another fucking streaming service when Swamp Thing was announced and was like, Good, now I can finally watch Doom Patrol. Well that's that what... wasn't enough to pull me over, although I will say Great fucking show. Well, that's why Disney, I think, is doing what they're doing. Did you see that they released that you can start buying their service like four months in advance? Yeah. Because they know that they don't want to run out of money. Yeah. Because they have made a pretty lofty yeah. goal to make 900, I believe, TV shows. Yeah, like it's insane. They've already announced a thousand TV shows. Well, and the sad part is, as much as I like this stuff, I feel like, because uh, there are certain things I used to see everything, especially when it was my job to be like the DC TV girl that I yeah. was, or like keep up with this stuff because I'm constantly in it. But I will say there is too much. And Mark Marin is right. And, and two, I feel like not just whether it is Marvel movies or it is your politics or whatever. People without religion, which I am that too, and I have to tote the line because I think sometimes my religion is Mr. Corolla, but it is one of those things that you just need to be aware of where, you, where you're lying there. And, and just to also not be so judgmental of other people if you behave, if you treat Marvel or politics as your religion maybe you don't get to say so much about other people and their choices uh, all the time sometimes. Because I'm like, wait a minute, you dislike people because they don't like your the thing you're religious about? But you can't now say that about the other people. I mean, you can, but don't, don't think I won't call you an asshole and a hypocrite. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can, it, but I will call you an asshole. and hills that people are choosing yeah. to die on yeah. in tow. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm like, I choose to die on no hill but my own. Yeah. <laughs> But people will about yeah. Spider-Man oh, yeah. or about, you know, Marin and the Marvel thing yeah. and him being a DC movie and whatnot. Yeah, and, and too, he's like, I've read some comics and I know Donny Cates, like, and he sent him, he's like, yeah, I've sent you some you liked. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And yeah, it's not like he was saying all comics because I'm sure Marin's like me, he's more of an Alan Moore guy, like, and then Frank Miller. <laughs> I can see Marin being very into Frank Miller. Oh, yeah. Or Garth Innes, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, I was like, I just named some, some great, those are my people, guys. Those are your people. Because, yeah, like, the boys, did you see that? 
I have not seen the boys. It's oh on my Amazon, God. yeah. You need to watch it. It's amazing. See, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. There's too yeah, much. Yeah, there's too much. Yeah. And that's why with this Disney uh, Plus stuff, I'm like, She-Hulk excites me, but mostly because I've always had an idea for She-Hulk, and it comes down to a Futurama episode. What is the plot of yeah. She-Hulk? So is there a, have they released what they're gonna make? I think that they they will focus a lot of her being a lawyer. Good. More than they did with Daredevil, I, which is nice. I'd like it yeah. to be more courtroom drama. Oh yeah, because what I've always wanted is Allie McBeal, but just She Hulk. Like, <clears throat> and and I would want to play that. Um, but that's perfect. I'm that's what co- me and my roommate were talking about. That's yeah. what we wanted She Hulk to be. Yeah. I'm so happy now. Because. Does it not make you think of the episode of Futurama where they have to remake the end of like an Al- or the McNeil uh, show? Even though it was on Fox, they like, yeah, still didn't that use that. That was the only they could like the was, property. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like in Bender's like little theme song single female lawyer having lots of sex. They just need to make that the theme they song. They just need to make that person a Hulk. I know. I actually just watched that Futurama this morning because I was thinking about Did you? It. Uh, yeah, I was like. I needed a cartoon to watch, and I've watched American Dad so much lately, and King of the Hill. I was like, all right, Futurama. Time for yeah. getting through that. Yeah. I just watched uh, Manhunter. Oh. The Unabomber thing. Speaking of, because you mentioned Mark Duplass. Oh, yeah. Mark Duplass sells out his fucking brother. Well. I, mean, I know. I'm like, I haven't seen Unabomber, this, so but... it's cool. <laughs> You should. You'll be surprised. Yeah. I know. I was like, hmm, I haven't even seen that. That's I like to watch a lot of true crime stuff, and then I like to know nothing about the crime. Yeah, I, I love like stuff like that, but it is funny, because in college, like I did study criminal psychology, and then wound up getting my master's in sports, because, you know, it's the same thing. You deal with narcissists and, um, you know, fun people, but it's, like, less dodgy. Okay, um, yeah. Um, I, I recommend you should watch yeah. the Unabomber thing, especially cool. if you don't know much about the Unabomber. Yeah, because I really don't. Like, that's one of those Oh, things... it makes it better. Because yeah. you're like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, because I remember all that. But I don't remember so much about him other than, like, that he looked like, you know, with the sunglasses yeah. and the hoodie. Like that the drawing. One. Yeah. Yeah, that that I know about the Unabomber and that he had a manifesto and lived alone in the cabin. Yeah. Like, because of all the references in TV shows I watch that say that. Oh, yeah. Because just so people know... I am smart, but it's because I watch a lot of television and retain all that information. It's not like I actually read books or anything. We've talked about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm smart uh, in a trivia sense. Yeah, exactly. It's like books, you know, books are great. But you know what? We've evolved beyond that. That's why we have podcasts. And Same thing I did with uh, the death of Giovanni Versace. I mm-hmm. knew nothing about it. And then I watched it, and I was talking to my mom, and I'm like, yeah, I'm watching it. It's so fascinating. She goes, yeah, that guy that killed him. I'm like, don't tell me anything. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, I wanted to watch that one because a lot of actors I like were in that. Because I like Darren Criss. Darren Criss is yeah. horrifying in that show. Yeah, because he's so good. Like, and that's the problem, yeah. is he's great. And it works back, the show works backwards. Because mm-hmm. the guy who killed Versace was basically on, like, a three-month murder spree. Yeah. So it starts with Versace, the first scene is Versace getting killed, and then it works backwards. Cool. So it is super fascinating. Yeah, because, like, the OJ one I didn't really like, and so it turned me off, because I didn't, the the only issue I really had with what I saw was that they painted Marsha Cross as this victim, and one of my main things in college I studied, and as someone who loves Norm and hates OJ and all mm-hmm. this, 
I know that case like the back of my hand. Yeah. And certainly from the I think the everybody our point. age knows that case. Because yeah. like, it was... it was To a degree, but instilled most... Instilled yeah. in all of our brains in the early 90s. Yeah, because that's what killed soaps. Like, I mean, was the OJ coverage yeah. to a degree. Like, because um, that's an interesting interview I had with my former friend's uh, former stepmother, uh, who was a soap opera actress. And I was like, oh, yeah, that really does make sense. Uh, but it's one of those things that they painted Marsha Cross a little bit more of a victim and really sort of made you want to feel bad for her and i'm like no 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 no. this woman was likely paid off or it's some or is just that bad at her job yeah because she didn't like went against all sorts of advice from experts and that was something that wasn't really covered and that is one of the main things because uh because I studied at the same school that Dr. Phil uh, went to for psychology. Oh, cool. A lot of the main focus is on jury trial because that's something he started, really. Because yeah. that's how he met Oprah as he coached her, you know, how to deal with the jury in a case she was dealing with. Oh, and, cool. and um, you know, courtroom stuff. And that's why it's like I know all those aspects of the Marsha Cross thing and how, like, Forensic psychologists uh, were telling her how to pick a jury, and she ignored all advice, and that's what ultimately lost the case. And that was my problem with that. I'm like, oh, they're making it about all this, and oh, she... here's the thing is, I know she's a human, but two other humans didn't get justice because she didn't do her job well. And to deny that yeah. is bullshit. And like... Here's the thing is, I'm not saying tar and feather the woman. I'm just saying, let's not paint someone as a victim who allowed these people to continue to be victimized. didn't do her job. Yeah, exactly. And this is a problem we have in this country, and I'm getting full on Corolla. It's like, everybody wants grace until, you know, and and with their job. But it's like, guess what? Sometimes we got to do our fucking job. And, And we get, there is times to be like, okay, yeah, sorry, you got shit. But also, when your job is important as that, you fuck up, you need to be called out for it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, in that show, I loved um, yeah. how characters played their roles. Yeah. Because you could 100% know that Cuba Gooding Jr., without a shadow of a doubt, thought OJ was guilty. Because he played that role as the guiltiest oh, human yeah. being of all time. Well, here's the thing, is... Anyone who's ever seen the fucking DNA evidence knows that OJ is fucking guilty. You know what? If you don't the, believe that OJ is guilty, you, I mean, I wouldn't say this, but yeah, you might be a racist. I don't know. That's one of the, the schools of thought on that. Um, and sadly, it's true, but it is one of those things that it's like, there is so much clear-cut evidence in that case. My favorite that, part of that case is when they were like, blood's a pseudoscience. Yeah. And then all the jurors were like, yup. And I was like, Oh, this was not long ago. No. I was like, wow, DNA evidence is brand new. I was alive the whole time DNA evidence has been around. Yeah, like, and it's funny how fast it's come around. And a lot, and this will, because uh, a lot of people do attribute this, because television does do good things, guys. A lot of the advancements in DNA and everything had a lot to do with the fact that that case was so public and so just bullshit. And then show, that's why it prompted shows like CSI and things yeah. like that that then made people really want to make things better. And it was like, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, this is uh, 100% accurate. Yeah. Because, see, that was where I thought you were going with Mindhunter or with Manhunter. I okay. was like, oh, William Peterson, CSI. So yeah. That's how my brain works. And I was like, oh, no, that's another thing. <laughs> I thought about it because yeah. you mentioned Mark Duplass. I know, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, who I love. Did you watch Mindy Project? Yes. Yeah. I love Mindy Kaling. Yeah, she's great. She's one of those that I'm like, because she writes a character that that is a fuck-up and isn't the hero in a way, but you still like her because she is a fuck-up. Like, and, and we don't see that a lot as much with women. Because yeah. there's either the, I'm going to shove myself down your throat, like, even though I'm horrible, or there is the, you know, hero, you know, characters. She is neither. In yeah, and I was like, that's like she's a she's, real person. But she yeah. stars and wrote. Yeah. Where she was like, hey, I'm this person, I'm deeply flawed. Oh, yeah. There's There's very few great things about me. Yeah. But you like me anyway for some reason. Exactly. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And that was why I was like, good. This is a real person character. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that show Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Yes, sometimes I did watch Bravo once, guys, but because I discovered that show on Netflix through a friend. Only show I watched on Bravo was um, Million Dollar Listings. Oh, wow. Well. Was that like a re- like? It was a reality show with uh, the worst human beings ever who are real estate agents in, like, Beverly Hills in Miami. This seems funny. Yeah, it is. like, yeah, when you it's said Miami, I was like, oh, I know they're horrible. It's mm-hmm. ironically a great show, but it came out in the time where they weren't making ironic shows. And yeah. you're like, oh, all these people think they're somebody. You know, like, any reality show? <laughs> it's like, that, that describes that. And then the housing market happened, and I'm like, good. Yeah. Those guys finally got what's coming. See, that's great. See, we talked about this on the way uh, to my door about, like, how we own the fact that we do revel in others' misfortune if they are crappy people. And, you know, that's why we have Facebook. Oh, my Facebook is mostly just that. I unfollow people I love just so I can follow people I hate. Yeah. Just so I know that people who were too cool or bullied me in high school have still shit jobs and crap lives. (laughs) Yeah, like... Like, I grew up in Tyler, Texas, uh, which we were the one pagan family in the town where there's a church on every corner. Um, Yeah, so we were very much always outcasts. I mean, and there are good people, so I'm glad that they're doing well or whatever there. I'm I'm like, uh, unlike most people, I don't hate everything about where I come from, even though I really dealt with not being accepted there. You know, my entire life, until I was 18, was like, fuck, peace. But yeah, it's one of those things that, being friends with these people on Facebook that are still there and were mean to me and didn't include me in things and now I'm in this fucking world and they don't know that my life sucks. Like, I can project that on Facebook that I do cool things here and I can shove it in their face. It's great. That's the best part. Yeah. Is that the things we do, like, we know that they're not as cool as they seem. Yeah. Like... Like, you doing cons and stuff. They don't see that, like, most of the time you're just sitting on your phone in the back just kind of hanging out. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're nonstop celebrity parties, all this. And oh, like, yeah, because I love going to those things. Because simply to get that photo that's like, eat my shit, y'all. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's exactly why I'm like, For 20 minutes of being like, all right, here's how cool I am. Go to hell. None yeah. of this is fine. I don't like any of this. But you know what? I, I, know I like some, open bars. I know. Yeah, I know that <laughs> someone will revel in the fact that I get to do this. Yeah. I love open bars and gift bags. Like, invite me to more of those events. I will post all sorts of shit on social media if you give me shit. I love free shit. Yeah, I know. Like, that's how I live sometimes. Like, I've literally just gone to events, like, for free just to get food. 
oh. and booze because I didn't have any money. Oh, I've and, definitely yeah. eaten meals at events <laughs> out of appetite. <laughs> yeah, I always take an extra sandwich, put it in my bag for later. Oh, and that's why... That's what my, how my dad taught me to be. A little oh. bit of Connie. Get to eat what you can. Oh, Louis is the master of that. Oh, yeah, that's right. You have a famous uncle. I do have yeah. a famous <laughs> uncle. We went to the Deadspin Emmy panel, and we had just moved here. My fiancé brought her purse, and he dumped a tray of cookies in it. <laughs> That's awesome. And we want to be clear, as he's the, the dumping the tray of the cookies, that means this is Louis Anderson, not Louis C.K. Not Louis C.K. I just want to be clear that, that that's your uncle. Not that. This Louis, the good one. He was like, how are those cookies? Basic sugar cookies. These are not yeah. special Emmy cookies. <laughs> These are basic sugar cookies just in the staging area for performers. They were not great. They were store-bought. And he was like, I bet we could have some of those later. And me and my fiance, very uh, kind of shell shocked that we're a month into living in LA and now sitting with Nathan Fielder talking about lemonade. Oh no! And he's just like, "Hey, let's steal all this food." <laughs> and I'm like, "But there's other people. They they don't want cookies." He's like, "They'll bring out more cookies if they want them." <laughs> so we not the only people who weren't speaking on panel with pockets full of food. <laughs> Like, real poor trash. Yeah, see? But I have no... My friends are like, I love how you get invited to these fancy things and, like, dress and act the part up until it comes to getting the stuff. And I and I do it pretty slyly as I just get free stuff or put things in my purse. That's why I always have that backpack, guys. And, and this is why when I laugh when people get stuff out of their bag, like, they're like, hey, you can't bring in this here. My backpack, all that's in it is drugs. Like... <laughs> That's why I also get invited to things, because, like, who's got a joint? I do. you like, like, I do. A backpack full of drugs, and I want to fill this with t-shirts from your company. Yep. Yeah, and I need... sandwiches. Yeah, definitely. And chips. You got bags of chips around, guys? I will put all of those. I love me some chips. Like... Uh, <laughs> I like that, too, because I try not to buy chips for, like, we talked about walking around and stuff and trying to be healthy. Yeah. But if there's free chips, then that's a pass yeah. on me not, because I'm not buying them. Yeah, that to me, I had the same thought process of, if I didn't buy this, it doesn't count. It, like, yeah. Oh, dessert items, that's why I load up on them. Because again, I didn't buy them, I didn't make them, they just happen to need to get used. I've just got to learn that that doesn't count when you're drinking gin and juice at a party. And then the next day, you couldn't do this podcast that you'd planned to do. Um, <laughs> because you were way too hungover and it was super hard to go to work. Like, that is actually the hardest part of being an adult is like having to go to hungover. work hungover. Like, luckily my job is not that hard. I just tell people about weed. And thank God for that weed, because I could not have done it without it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm like, God, we talked about Mark Marin. We talked, because uh, I wrote, I actually did some stuff for, before this podcast, guys. Um, I wrote some things down that I wanted to talk about. And uh, Chappelle, uh, Special. Sticks and Stones. Did you watch it? I did watch it. What did you think? My opinion's so weird. I yeah. I don't know how people feel about what I'm going to say. I thought from a comedic standpoint, it was absolutely flawless. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, I thought as it was wonderful. As far as joke writing yeah. and structure and all the callbacks at the end and everything, it was like, this is how you do a special. And despite how you feel about the material and the trans stuff and the misogyny yeah. stuff... If you break it down from a form formula standpoint of stand-up, you can't have gripes. No. 
I mean, because it is one of those things that you, you can't... You can not like the material. Yeah, you that's can not like That's fine, it. Yeah. and that's what stand-up is. Yeah. It's 100% an art form. It's 100% subjective. You can hate all the material, but you can't say it was bad. Oh, yeah, because it was brilliant all the way through. I mean, um, he opens up with a joke about Anthony Bourdain. And anybody who listens to this podcast knows that that was sort of the beginning of my downward spiral for like a year was when he died. Like, really? Because he was one of my heroes. Like, I, I went to culinary many... school in the early 2000s. Uh, so yeah. I went to culinary school, you know, when Kitchen Confidentials was blowing up. I met him once at a school wow. function. Oh, I went... see, I never got to meet him. I went to Le Cordon Bleu and to Scottsdale Culinary oh, yeah. Institute. So he came and spoke at our school and me and him oh. were talking. And it, because I volunteered, but I didn't really want to work. And I was into punk. He was into punk. Yeah. And the CEO of our school he was, was, a rock star. was into punk. So we yeah. all kind of just hung out. And I volunteered for a thing and didn't work and got to hang out with the head of our school and then Bourdain. I've uh, never been more jealous of you until this moment. And Bourdain did the thing yeah. that you would want to hear. So I'm going to tell you this. Is yeah. there across the street from our campus, there's Philadelphia Sandwich Company. I believe that still exists in Old Town Scottsdale. And he goes, what's this Philly place? Does it suck? And I go, oh, it's like family owned. They're from Philly. I'm like, it's the shit sandwiches we all get after work. Yeah. He's like, this is where the students go. And I go, yeah, there's cheap Philly cheesesteaks. And he gave me a 20. He's like, go get some sandwiches. We're at an event yeah. where people are paying $100 to eat the food that I was supposed to be serving that I chose not to. I <laughs> yeah. found a way to get out of work, much like I do with this podcast. I find a way to segue through everything. Well, that's how I do. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to keep talking about shit, but eventually it'll be over. And then we found out I didn't do work, but no one really realized it. See, that's the best kind of people. The people that work really hard to avoid doing work. Yeah. One of my best friends, JW, in middle school was like that. It's like he would find out how little he had to do to pass and was like, good enough. Yeah, and that's what I did. And then ate sandwiches with Bourdain. Me and him chatted just about bullshit, and that's the thing. We all could have eaten so good, because we all could have eaten the banquet food. And then he's like, do you want one of those sandwiches? And again, I work in food my whole life. That was the place I went to six nights a week with my roommate while we were in school. You know what? Why not night seven? I also had that in the middle Because I got home, and my buddy was like, oh, cool, you got to meet Bourdain. Because Bourdain wasn't huge at that time. This was no, like four. Yeah, because so I was the, like, Kitchen Confidential was the thing that put him on the map, but the it, book it was, was out, TV so it was show. Like, it was like, oh, it's cool that yeah. that guy wrote that book we all yeah. like about the industry and about the dirty secrets. And I was like, yeah, he was cool. And he goes, did you eat? And I'm like, we actually ended up getting Phillies. <laughs> and he's like, you didn't eat the fucking school food? <laughs> That's why you volunteered. <laughs> was to do the banquet and eat the nice food. And I'm like, ended up... We got Phillies. Way cooler. And he's like, yeah, now it's cooler. At yeah. the time, I was kind of like, I did kind of fuck up. At the time, <laughs> I was like, this is a dumb idea. I shouldn't have got sandwiches. I should have ate shrimp toasts and things like that. Shrimp toast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is like, and that was what I liked about Bourdain is that he, to me, was a rock star who wasn't really a rock star. Like, and that's the greatest thing about him. Sort of like how Bill Murray is or Pryor. Like, yeah. Because like, to me, I'm like, Rockstar is this heightened personality that just is the 100% them. And that's why I always loved him is because he's one of the few people that I'm like, had true integrity as an artist. Like, I remember when they tried to get him to fake something on the show. And he was like, no. And like, through the whole voiceover was talking about, yeah, this is what they tried to do. No, these fish weren't there or whatever. A lot of the food shows do that. And that's kind yeah. of a cool thing. Like... Because, that I mean, you can feel how you want about him, but, like, Guy Fieri, if he goes into a restaurant and doesn't like it, they don't air it. Yeah. He goes, nope, not interested in any of this food. And then he leaves. Yeah. Guy Fieri is one of those that, that is a punchline because he is a goofy person, but, like, he, again, 
to me, chefs are often the most authentic people. Gordon Ramsay, the yelling and stuff is part of him, but he's one of the nicest people. Oh, but, yeah. like, that's not fake. I've been, because I've been to MasterChef and been in the audience, and he sits there for that hour w- watching those people. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like some shows where everything's fake. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, but yeah, it's sort of like the last true real art. It's please. culinary, yeah. culinary TV. Yeah. And, and two, we lost such an icon because, like I say, he was somebody who put people together. So to open up with that, but someone like me who was very much affected by his death. That's why, you know, if I, if, I, if anybody could die, instead of Jared Leto, I put Ossia Argento ahead of him. That's how bad she is. <laughs> and, you know, you can listen to AJ Benza's podcast, people, and learn, you know, Me Too movement with her. Obviously some bullshit. She should have been, you know, a predator because she fucked a teenage boy. She and, did. did. Yeah. Yeah. And dated Weinstein for five years. She did date that, That's a lot of why Anthony is dead, but I'll get into that conspiracy on another day. This is the Bright Side podcast. And I was talking about Chappelle. That's where I, hold on, calm down. Yeah. I know you get really upset. Because I, I even have, the peop, that's a trigger word that people, when I start talking, Asia or Asia, anything, I can't even listen to the band Asia without getting upset anymore. Really? No, was, I, I was making that part up. I was, <laughs> I, was like, really? I was like, Asia. Like, you know. Heat of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so did you like Chappelle's special? Yes, I, I loved it. Because, yeah. yeah, I was like opening up with that and for me to be like, oh my God. Because here's the thing, is like it or not, what he said was gold. It was funny and it was shocking and we all know that's my favorite kind of humor. And it's like, because to me, he made a good point of that guy who literally had the greatest job in the world, killed himself, and yet this guy he knows that's like... Working at Foot Locker. didn't. And, and like, that's the funny part. And that's what made me laugh, is because there are so many people that I know that I'm like, yeah, why didn't they kill themselves? Like, and well, that's like, the whole deal, yeah. And that that is the funny part about the special. And I thought this special was so much better than the other four he put out. Yeah. Because it... I guess it shows that he was more ready for it. Yeah. Like, he had been on stage a little more since then. It, it was pretty clear that he put a lot of work into it. Yeah. Like, in, in like, the Carlin level. Because, like, the reason that George Carlin is the greatest is because of all the work that went into getting everything so precise and so perfect. Or it's just like, you know, if we're talking about Netflix and their comedy. Like, Fire the Maternity Ward, Anthony Jeselnik special, is perfect because every little thing was just executed well. And that's why this special to me works. And it's one of those things that I just think that I get why people are mad, but this is exactly the point of why we need people like Anthony. And, but also you know, why it's called Sticks and Stuff. Yeah, it's like, he yeah, knew he was going to make people mad ahead of time. And that was sort of the point. And, yeah. and too, that's the thing, is this was sort of the middle finger to the people that are trying to talk out of both sides of their mouth. Because mm-hmm. my favorite joke was he's like, the audience one of calling them out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the impression of the audience. Yes. Yeah. Because they did that on uh, Corolla's show too, and it, it was really funny. And uh, it was one of those things that it's just like, yeah, like that is sadly a lot of audiences, but not all. And I do feel like this may be the, a turning point, hopefully. Um, I'm sorry, I was, that's an obscure uh, family joke. I won't go into a turning point. But yeah, and it's like, because one of the things he talked about was the school shootings. Yes. And that was one of the things, because I even wrote that down, because I was pretty high when I watched it, so I had to make sure to right, get points down. But yeah, it's like, drugs save school shootings. And the funny thing about that 
Is I so related to that? Because I was one of those kids, as I say, being the outcast in the town, that people thought might do that. But I quit writing all those angry poetry and stuff that would get me in trouble at school when I discovered a little thing called drugs. And so it that you down, well, <laughs> and it was, that was your escapism, as opposed to shooting up the school. Exactly, and that's why that was funny. And I know that that that, that may make some people uncomfortable, but it's it's funny how everybody acts like talking about stuff all the time in the way that they do it. Like, being like, we need to have a conversation about race, but then never discussing or a real conversation yeah. about race and shitting on people who actually try. Or, like, a comedian, like Chappelle and all these people that are upset about these things he's talking about. I'm like, but aren't we talking about them? And now we're, we might actually get to a place where we can come together. And, and that's what's interesting to me is, like, these are he's trying to have a real conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are upset about. Yeah. It's like whether it's Zachary Levi trying to have a conversation about race or, or certain things. And people are like, you're a white man. You can't talk about that. I'm like, well, sadly in this country, people still just listen to white dudes. So, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with them actually trying to want to have a conversation. Like, Especially if you're on the helpful side. Yeah. because yeah. And that to me is what's the, the important part is <clears throat> why are you doing this? Oh, because I, I want things to be better, yeah. then that's fine. That, <laughs> like, that's, no, yeah, that's yeah. The, the good side. Yeah, the like, bright yeah. side. Yes, of it. Yeah. exactly. It's like, oh, because you, you legitimately seem to want to talk about this and help this, but so many other people, they say they want better, but then they really don't want to hear what anybody has to yeah. say. Like, and that's that's the biggest crux of that, is like, you know, you really don't want to hear what people have to say. No. And I know it's hard, because it's like, there are plenty of people... Because um, I'll get on to this in another episode, because I've got too many thoughts on uh, Betty Gilpin versus Busy Phillips, the two podcasts, uh, you know, interviews I listened to this week. Um, and it was just like, it's so interesting, the different conversations that people are having. Like, Because, as I say, most people can really be boiled down into two things. It's like people who take ownership and people who victimize themselves. And that really is a lot of it. It's like so many people are victimizing themselves. It's not really society oppressing them. Yeah. Or even our president. It's people feeling bad for themselves. Yeah. Because that's... the When you feel bad for yourself, that's the most oppressed you will ever be. Yeah. And it goes back to when we were talking about people greeting people just to talk about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's it. Because I have friends that all they want to talk about is their problems. And I'm like... That's not helping anything. Because you don't want to hear solutions to these problems. Because no. I'm an asshole if I'm like... Well, you just you know, want to yeah. have them. Yeah. And I'm like, why... Because, yeah, speaking of Twitter and I'll go on this last thing. Um, is like... Because there's someone I know on Twitter that all she posts about all the time is all of the things wrong with her. Whether it be IBS, whether it be riding the bus or this or that. And the thing that disturbs me the most about this is this is someone who who supposedly does stuff for jobs or things like that and you're like why aren't you posting about that that's great and it, but you're like no this is what she wants attention for i have uh that's IBS up. as well yeah diverticulitis i don't post about it a lot unless i'm in the hospital because um one it's kind of weird especially yeah. like working in the industry and you're kind of the same way like the amount of followers and people who follow you you're like I don't yeah. think I want, like, somebody who saw me in Des Moines, Iowa, do stand-up and likes me for that, wants to know that I'm in the hospital and getting part of my intestine removed. Yeah. Like, yeah, you that, know, it's too personal. 
Yeah, and that's the sort of thing that, that bothers me sometimes <clears throat> about these people is I'm like, yeah, like, don't... That's something that you share with the people you're closest to. What you share with the world... I mean, and, and too, I know that people could say that this... Because there's a good and bad side of controlling the narrative on Facebook and things like that, and we don't need to always just post only good things or, you know, a certain part of our life. But we do need to be a little bit more conscientious of, like, to a balance. Yeah. Like, oh, there definitely yeah. needs to be balanced. I mean, I do post bad stuff sometimes when I have really bad, like, medical days. Yeah. But usually it's just like, hey, what should I watch? Yeah, you're like, hey, because that's engaging hey, I'm gonna and be in and, I'm going to be in and out of it because yeah. uh, I'm going to be taking, like, Vicodin and painkillers because of the immense pain. And then it's like, so uh, recommend something where my brain doesn't have to work because my brain's kind of turned off. Yeah, and see, that's a way of taking something and being positive about it, even though it is a negative thing. Yeah, it's like, hey, send me silly clips. Yeah. And I'll watch all these. Yeah, and it's like, and kind of of encompassing all of what we've been saying, that even the worst people are not always the worst in Twitter. Because I actually saw something Trump said the other day. And just so people know, I don't follow Trump. I only see this because you people post all the time and, like, fighting with him or posting it. You're giving him the attention. I'm not until this moment because I just thought that this would really encapsulate the whole the whole argument or not really argument, just podcasts. Like, is, you know, this made me chuckle. And even Bald Brian chuckled. And, you know, he's way more left than I am. But, yeah, so Trump tweeted, A sad day for the Democrats. Kristen Gilbrand has dropped out of, oh, no, hold on. Can you do a good Trump? I can't. No, okay. I was like, we should do this in the voice. But I'm no Kyle Dunnigan. But yeah, um, I'll just, yeah. It's like, a sad day for for the Democrats. Kristen Gillibrand has dropped out of the presidential primary. I'm glad they never found out she was the one I was really afraid of. I was like, that's actually kind of funny. His strong point (laughs) is not being president, but it is being an internet troll. Yeah, that's me. I was like, that sarcasm is the lowest form of humor. But I do enjoy it, and I was like, I gotta give him that one. This is where he really thrived. Yeah, I was like... Running the country, he's not doing a great job, but no. like, when it was shitting on the people he was competing against in that a game show type, type format that involved politics, which is our <laughs> presidential debate. Yeah. Well, now, it's like, he really thrived at being like, you're an idiot, you're an idiot. Because <laughs> he had no point. He would just call Just do it idiot. for fun. Yeah, and it was like... It was fun until he got elected. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Trump was a great time. Until people were like, let's give him power. It's like, no, he didn't say anything. He just made fun of people. Well, and two, going back to the fact that he became president, it's like most of the people that are screaming about him every day were doing it long before then. And I'm like, but see, guys, that's why he's here. It's all your fault. He all. didn't win the popular vote. He did not. And it's one of those things that I'm like, people, if we just, like, it's like a child. You just ignore him, and he would have gone away. Yeah. And, but they, they just refuse. It's like they we, can't help themselves. We gave him the power. I know, and, and it's so sad. I'm like, because it's like, I really do feel like I'm living in a Mike Judge movie. But, we, we are living in a Mike Judge movie. Which is cool. I like Mike Judge, but um, that was a lovely sound phone falling off yeah and on that note as we you know been talking for over an hour here and i know you have to get to flappers I do um any final thoughts no we've covered them i mean uh yeah my final thought is uh hey hollywood uh quit turning a blind eye to matthew lillard 
Yeah, that is important. I feel like if we've learned anything, it is that Matthew Lillard is a fucking treasure. And did you see Twin Peaks The Return? Because he was in that and he was really good. Was he? I didn't yeah. watch The Return. That was kind of when I was anti-Return stuff. Yeah, it's good. Is it good? I'll watch it then. Yeah, I mean, David Lynch does not disappoint, but... Yeah, but I was like, it's been too long. Are they going to mess it up like they did other things? Yeah, that's true. Other things have been messed up. But no, it's pretty good. I mean, there were things that I wanted that I didn't get, but I understand that not everything is about me, and I have to deal with that. That's a good encompassing (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it is one of those things. Hey guys, in retrospect, uh, not everything's about you. All your favorite things were made to sell products like Coca-Cola. Yeah. So, um, everything you love, go buy McDonald's cheeseburgers. Yeah. Which, or Chick-fil-A. Or Chick-fil-A. There's not a Chick-fil-A close. Oh, yeah, there is. There is one there on Olive in Burbank. You can pass it on your way to Flappers. You know what? I'm going to go back into this. I've been boycotting Chick-fil-A since I was 16. I've been on it way before the gays got on it because I got punched in the sternum by a guy named Tavis. Not Travis. Tavis. Tavis. Oh, that's the worst. Real dickbag from Texas. Anyone named Tavis is a dickbag. He moved to Arizona because his dad opened all the Chick-fil-A's. He no. called me the F word because I was a male cheerleader. Punched me in the sternum. Does he not know being a male cheerleader means you get to basically finger chicks? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, get to, you get to hook I up I saw him bring it on. Yeah, mm. yeah. You, you kind of do well. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he punched me and then he was like, my dad's opening a restaurant. I'm like, you know what restaurant I'm never going to? <laughs> See, this is a good reason to boycott Chick-fil-A. Yep, because I want his dad to fail. Yeah. But this and then one, when they were like, Chick-fil-A is homophobic. And I'm like, I could have told you that. <laughs> I've known that for five years. Here's the thing is, Chick-fil-A is not homophobic. Some of the people that founded Chick-fil-A may have donated to some causes that were anti-gay or yes. Christian or whatever it was. I don't even know all the details. I just know that when I looked into it, it there's a lot more smoke and mirrors and like, yeah. you know, flabbergasting is. But here's the thing, guys. It's delicious. Like, you want some good fast food, it is. Like, you know, and I don't condone anything they believe, but I, don't, I love a lot of terrible things. Vince Neil killed a guy, but if Motley Crue were to come to town, I would fucking go to that Vince concert. Vince Neil did kill a guy. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know who else has killed a guy? Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I know, guys. It's actually a family. Matthew Broderick killed a whole family. I know. And Rebecca Gayhart, she was in One Spot a Time in Hollywood. She killed a fucking kid. She did kill a kid. Yeah, a lot of people have killed people, guys. Like, so is that really any worse than Chick Fil A? And that's yeah. true. Yeah. I I per I'm pretty left. I work for Marriott, and uh, Marriott's a Mormon company, so they obviously donate to probably Republican stuff and probably yeah. anti-gay stuff. Which you know, but they're a great hotel chain. They are a great hotel chain. They really do care about customers. See, I feel that way about anything, guys. Like, I really don't care as awful as a person it if you, is, is if the product is good. If like, you dig deep enough in anything you like, it's evil. Yeah, like, here's the thing, guys. Richard Pryor was not a great person. Everybody knows that, but he's one of the greatest comedians of all time. Pryor. So we will watch his fucking specials Pryor was over super terrible. and over and over again. Just and, and that's the same as eating at Chick-fil-A. Because guess what? Their chicken is to bomb. So I highly recommend it, and there is one here in the valley now. Okay, maybe I'll get one. Yeah. Like, everybody kind of goes for the plain chicken sandwich, because that's the thing. But I can say the chicken strips are often, like, the best way to get the good full flavor of the chicken. Okay. Or, like, if you're going to get a sandwich, just just upgrade and do the full multigrain bun with the lettuce and tomato. Like, like it really really makes it a little bit better. I got the extra dollar. Yeah. Cool. All right, yeah. But um, Chick-fil-A really should sponsor this podcast because I talk about it quite a bit. Um, 
But you know what? Guys, give this girl some chicken sandwiches. I know, because, yeah, all you would have to do is feed me. Like, you know, money is great, but, like, if you just gave me free food for the rest of my life, you know how much money that would save me? I mean, not as much, because I use a lot of coupons. That's why I eat there, but, you know. Coupons yeah. make the world go round. They really do. But you know what else makes the world go round? That's social media. So where can they find you? They can find me at Josh F Comedy on all social media platforms. Uh, JoshFComedy.com is my website. Yeah. And do you have any upcoming dates after Tuesday when this comes out? Um, I'm out of town. Oh, yeah. Hey, Minnesota fans. I'm going to be back home in Minnesota in September the 19th. I'm going to be at Sisyphus Brewery. I'll be closing out the semifinals of the Funniest Person in Minneapolis contest, which I did win in 2017. I will also be at Cherokee Tavern the 20th of September. Well, cool. All right. Since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. See you next Tuesday. I'm coming out of my range and I've been doing all right. Gotta, gotta be out because I wanna. See you next Tuesday. Tired of nagging yourself to get a website for your artistic career already? Radportfolios.com creates affordable custom websites for artists. Use code BRIGHTSIDE. That's one word for half off your website startup. Radportfolios.com so you can get back to getting booked.